0: You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 177. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Hey everyone, it's Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body Podcast. Let's talk today about giving up giving up the other day i realized that the reason so many people struggle with weight loss and even their health in general is because they give up way too much what do i mean by this well i think people think that the way to weight loss is to give up something and be extreme for example they say i'm giving up carbs i'm giving up sugar i'm giving up cardio for strength only workouts I'm giving up strength for cardio-only workouts. I'm giving up calories. I'm giving up dairy. The issue with this is that giving something up entirely is generally never the answer. It's too extreme, and it often has a consequence. And we're going to talk about all of that after this. And now it's time for the Eagle's eye on health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle eye on health, we are going to talk about busting some fitness and workout myths. This was in USA today and they have four great myths that they talk about that I think will be of interest to you. Myth number one was you need to be in a fat burning zone to burn fat. Well, You might've heard about the fat burning zone and how you need to run for long durations in a certain zone in order to burn fat, though there is truth to this. The same desired outcome can be achieved through a style of training called HIIT training, high interval intensity training. It can include a combination of cardio and strength exercises. Benefits from HIIT workouts involve developing and maintaining muscle mass, increasing insulin sensitivity, lowering heart rate and blood pressure, plus you burn fat and carbohydrates. So when it comes to burning fat and being in a fat burning zone, just so you all know, that is not the case that is not the only way to burn fat. There's so many different ways. Now I will just say in the willpower program coming out in April, we do a little bit of everything because that truly helps the body and shocks the system to lose the most fat. We do endurance workouts, we do HIT training. So a little bit of everything in my opinion is the best way to get your results. Myth number two, sit-ups will give you abs. Another common misconception is that a lot of core exercise will equal a six-pack. False. The term used for toning up a specific area is called spot reduction. But this does not help to burn belly fat. When your body loses fat, it sheds fat evenly throughout your body. So increasing core exercises will create stronger abdominal muscles, but many people will not see those muscles because they need to shed that last layer of fat. Abs are made in the kitchen, not in the gym. That is an old saying, and it is pretty much true. Myth number three, if I lift weights, I will look like the Hulk. Many women who come to me are afraid of weight training because they don't want to get bulky or develop big muscles. Guess what, team? This is a common misconception and unfortunately a generalization for strength training. Now, you have to understand, ladies, women have higher estrogen levels and lower testosterone levels in their bodies than men. And this hormonal difference makes it so much harder for us as women to increase our muscle mass. However, weight training is a great way to increase your resting metabolism. An increase in lean muscle mass also allows your metabolism to work more efficiently, allowing you to continue burning calories even after you have finished your workout session. But ladies, don't worry. It is very hard to get bulky and look like the Hulk. Now, that being said, I will tell you that some women do put on muscle easier and faster than others. But in general, you are not going to bulk up. And then the final myth is no pain, no gain. No pain, no gain is one of those classic quotes that has been used in the sports industry for many years. This quote can be potentially harmful to those who believe it. While having some DOMS, spelled D-O-M-S, which stands for delayed onset of muscle soreness, a couple of days after a workout is considered normal, pain during a workout isn't always a good thing. In my opinion, it is never a good thing, just so you know. If you push yourself too far and are unable to move, it doesn't benefit your goals or health. Really, any sign of pain during a workout is telling you that something is wrong and to stop. So no pain, no gain, definitely a myth. And all of those are myths, and there's certain ways to work around those. So just an interesting article that I read, and I know that we've all heard those things before, and it's always good sometimes to have a reminder about if they're true or if they're false, right? Okay, so let's talk about some of the impacts that happen when we give things up. So the first thing that I hear people giving up all the time, generally for the sake of weight loss, is I'm giving up carbs. Now, according to Mayo Clinic, there are many risks involved for giving up carbs. If you suddenly and drastically cut the carbohydrates, you may experience a variety of temporary health effects. Things like headache, bad breath, weakness, muscle cramps, fatigue, skin rash. You might get constipation or it could go the other way and you could get diarrhea. In addition, some diets restrict carbohydrate intake so much that in the long-term they can result in vitamin or mineral deficiencies, bone loss, and gastrointestinal disturbances, and may increase risks of various chronic diseases. Because these low-carb diets may not provide necessary nutrients, these diets are not recommended as a method of weight loss for preteens and high schoolers. Their growing bodies need the nutrients found in whole grains, in fruits, and even vegetables severely restricting carbohydrates to less than 0.7 ounces, which is 20 grams, a day can result in a process called ketosis. Ketosis occurs when you don't have enough sugar, or what they, it's glucose, for energy, so your body breaks down stored fat, causing ketones to build up in your body. Side effects from ketosis can include nausea, headache, mental and physical fatigue, and bad breath now it is not clear what kind of possible long-term health risks a low-carb diet may pose because most research studies have lasted less than a year some health experts believe that if you eat large amounts of fat and protein from animal sources your risk of heart disease or certain cancers may actually increase So as I always say, please be so cautious of these keto diets, these low-carb diets, or these no-carb diets, because giving up carbs can actually tend to have more side effects than positive impact. Now, another thing people always say that they're giving up, they're giving up sugar. Now, this is a tough one, as many people do need to cut back on their sugar intake. But I think people should do it slowly and remember that you should swap the processed sweets for natural fruit. Now what happens if you give up sugar because so many sugar detox programs have you cut sugar, cold turkey, and they mean no sugar, even no fruit. Well, some symptoms can occur that are emotional, mental, and physical. But on the emotional side, they have seen depression. This feeling down is a common sugar withdrawal symptom along with low mood. You may also notice a lack of enjoyment in things once you've, that you once found pleasurable. You might also feel anxiety. Feelings of anxiousness may be accompanied by nervousness, restlessness, and irritability. You may feel like you have less patience than usual and are a bit on edge. Another thing people see when they cut out sugar, changes in sleep patterns. Some people experience changes in their sleep when detoxing from sugar. You might find it harder to fall asleep or to even stay asleep through the night. Another thing is cognitive issues. You may find it difficult to concentrate if you quit sugar cold turkey. This can cause you to forget things and make it hard to focus on tasks such as work, I'm sorry, such as work, or even school. And then the last thing that can change if you give up sugar are cravings. So along with craving sugar, you might find yourself craving other foods. Now, if you just give up sugar, cold turkey, like carbohydrates that are bread, pasta, potato chips, those kind of cravings will happen to sort of counteract missing the sugar from the sweets, the processed sweets that you were likely having before. Now, there's also physical symptoms that go along with a sugar detox. A headache is one of the most common side effects of a sugar detox, along with feeling run down and just lethargic. Other possible physical withdrawal symptoms include lightheadedness, dizziness, nausea, tingling, and fatigue. You just have to think about, yes, you want to stop eating processed sweets. If you're someone who has a huge sugar sweet tooth and you're eating a lot of candy and cookies and Starbucks sugar drinks, yes, you do have to get that down. In the Nutrition Recharge program, I actually have a little sugar reset program for people who are addicted to sugar. And in the reset, over 21 days, I have them slowly reduce the amount of sugar. Because if you do it in a slow manner, it's going to be easier on your body. And also, I do not believe that you should be giving up fruit, which has sugar in it, uh, in that situation. It's a great time to swap the fruit. So at night, if you like a sweet treat after dinner and you're used to having that cookie or that brownie or ice cream, I want you to swap it with fruit. And I know that does not sound as exciting as that ice cream and the brownie, but honestly, if you had a little Greek yogurt with raspberries in it, it can often help that sweet tooth. That's a natural way that you're going to get that sweetness, Uh, you're going to get fiber with it, with the Greek yogurt, you're going to get protein with it. So it's a much better option. And you're not just cutting all sugar at once because honestly, you'll just crave carbs like no other if you do that. That's really hard to do. And when you cut something cold turkey like that, you generally won't be able to sustain it. So why not just slowly cut back on the sugar into a sustainable place instead of trying to go cold turkey? All right. What's another thing people give up trying to lose weight? Well, a lot of people say, I'm giving up fat. Yep, that was once a a huge thing back in the day, the the fat-free times. Um, I might be aging myself. You might be like, I don't remember that. But there were the fat-free days. The problem with giving up fat is there are so many symptoms and negatives that can happen to your body. The first thing is, if you're eating very, very, very low fat or no fat, You're always going to be hungry, so be prepared for that because there's a certain amount of fat in our diet that helps satiate us. Another thing is you're likely to be frequently fatigued and exhausted. Now, you might not know this one, but if you're not getting in enough fat, your joints might ache. Omega-3 fatty acids, which are found in salmon, walnuts, tuna, flaxseed, And even more things than that, they help maintain the structural integrity of every cell from head to toe. Low levels of omega-3s and overall fats can result in a loss of flexibility in the joints, and it can increase inflammation in the joints as well. So yeah, you might think, oh, I'm going to lose weight if I don't eat fat, but now you're starting to really sort of have a detrimental point in the body where it's going to start affecting your joints. Also, if you don't eat enough fat, you might be more likely to catch more colds than usual. Your sniffles might be related to not enough sustenance rather than a seasonal sort of thing that you might think it is. Again, omega-3 fatty acids are also closely tied to inflammation and immune health. A low intake of fats and therefore a low intake of omega-3s can result in a weaker-than-usual immune system, leaving you very susceptible to frequent bouts of the common cold or upper respiratory infections. Also, not enough fat in the diet could mean your skin is very dry. The saying, you are what you eat, does have some truth to it, and if you don't eat a lot of oil, which is something high in fat, your body won't have much to spare to maintain soft and supple skin. One of the biggest signs that you're not eating enough fat is actually dry skin, and that can speed up the appearance of aging fat also helps your body absorb fat soluble vitamins which can help you glow from the inside out right so we definitely don't want to age too fast so again you shouldn't be cutting out fat altogether. and then the last thing is your brain feels generally a lot foggier if you don't get in enough fat over the long term following a balanced what they call mediterranean diet that does include plenty of healthy fats from foods like olives and even fish leads to a lower risk for cognitive impairment, according to a study published by the Journal of Neurology. And in the short term, eating enough of those aforementioned omegas keeps your brain, what they call bright and not foggy. Omega-3 fatty acids are critical for maintaining the structural integrity of brain cells. If you're feeling off mentally, this may be an indication that your fat intake is too low. So again, it's all about balance. And saying things like, I'm giving up everything that has fat in it is definitely going to be a detriment to your health. Now, a new one that I've recently heard in the last year is, I'm giving up cardio. I'm only going to do strength training because I hear that is the best way to lean out and put on muscle and that we should not be doing cardio. Huh. (laughs) Cardio exercise and cardio activities, they do very important things for the body. So if nothing else, instead of trying to look at it as losing weight and how to be fit, understand that cardiovascular exercise cardio exercise strengthens your heart and your muscles it does help you burn calories it helps you control your appetite you're going to get a boost in your mood through the release of endorphins which are those feel-good chemicals released by your brain cardio exercise helps you sleep better at night it is said to reduce arthritis pain and stiffness through joint movement It helps prevent or manage high blood pressure, heart disease, and diabetes. No matter what your age, aerobic exercise will help you in your daily activities and increase your stamina and endurance. So I don't know about you, but I think that's pretty darn important. You don't want to give up cardio and only do strength training. And then I know the opposite of that. I know people who only do cardio, and they give up strength training. You don't want to do that either because the strength training is so important for putting on that muscle for your body. And having muscle on your body, as I always tell you, it not only looks good, but it also helps you increase your resting metabolism, which means you're going to burn more calories even when you're not working out if you have more muscle on your body. As we get older, especially for women, it gets harder and harder to put on muscle. So it is so important that you're doing strength training. As you get to that perimenopausal age, menopausal age, we actually will start to do more strength training than cardio to really help maintain the muscle mass that we have. So giving up strength training is also not a good idea. Now, then you have those people who want to give up calories. Well, obviously, they're not giving up all their calories, I hope, but they take their calories to such a low level because, yeah, you're going to lose a lot of weight fast if you do that. But I'm talking fast and sweet, and then it's done because you're going to put that weight on so much faster and then some. Giving up too many calories. It will slow your metabolism down. It will halt All weight loss, okay? So if you're trying to lose weight, you'll get an initial drop, then you'll put it back on, you'll mess with your metabolism, and it'll be harder than ever to lose weight after that. Giving up too many calories will decrease your performance. I promise you'll feel fatigue. I promise you'll feel hangry. You know the angry hunger? You're going to feel that all the time. You're going to be irritable, and eventually it can lead to menstrual issues for women as well. And then the last one that I always hear is I'm giving up dairy. People think if you give up dairy, it is a health benefit. People think that you'll lose weight if you give up dairy. Well, I just want to let you know that experts stress that quitting dairy is not something to be done spontaneously or without cause. You do not need to eliminate an entire food group like dairy unless there is a legitimate reason, okay? So if you're allergic to dairy and you have very bad side effects, well, that is one thing. But I know tons of people who are giving up dairy and they don't have any of that. You need to understand that milk, cheese, yogurt, These are very rich sources of vitamin D, protein, and calcium, and these are critical for your bone health. So it's really important to know if you're going to go dairy-free, which again, I don't recommend unless you have some kind of dairy intolerance, it's very important to know how are you going to replace the vitamin D, the protein, and the calcium. Make sure that you really put the effort in to make sure that you're not missing those important nutrients, because that will come back to bite you if you are lacking those nutrients overall. Now I will say this milk definitely makes me feel bloated. So I, when I have milk, I don't have a lot of milk, but when I have milk, I have lactose free milk and that works fine for me. Greek yogurt does not bother me at all. Cheese does not bother me at all. Of course, I do limit how much cheese I eat. I don't eat cheese all day. I have like one piece a day. Um, But those things don't bother me. So if milk bothers you and it makes you gassy and bloated, just know that that doesn't mean you have to give up all dairy. You might want to test these other things. A lot of people who do not digest milk well are fine with Greek yogurt because of the way that it is strained. It strains out all of that excess that maybe is make something that you might be intolerant to. So it's important not to just give up dairy in general because it may have more negative impacts on your health than you think. So all in all, what do I say? Let's give up giving up. <laughs> and that includes giving up, right? Like I think so many people want to get fit. They want to get healthy. They want to lose weight. But then they give up. As soon as they have one bad weigh-in. Let me tell you people, you're not going to lose weight every single week. If you have a lot of weight to lose and you know that it's going to be a long road, be prepared for some weeks that you're gonna hit a plateau. And that's okay. If you're changing the way you eat, if you're changing your nutrition, if you're making it a lifestyle, the weight will keep coming off over time. So stop giving up as well. So All in all, don't give things up because honestly, it's too extreme and you'll never be able to maintain it. So don't be afraid to eat carbs. Healthy carbs in moderation are so important for your body. Don't be afraid to eat fat. Our body needs healthy fats. You heard so many reasons why we need the healthy fat in our body. Don't be afraid of cardio. Don't give it up. Don't give up strength training. Don't give up eating all these calories that your body needs. And don't give up dairy unless you really have to. If we stop giving up things and being so extreme, I can promise, I can promise you that life, nutrition, and health will seem so much easier. And that's the goal, right? Life is hard enough. We have enough stress in our life. And the last thing that we need is to feel more stress from trying to be fit and healthy. That's everything for today. Just want to let you know, uh, willpower is now almost sold out. The Nutrition Recharge for April 20th is also almost sold out. If you're interested in making sure that you are Fit and ready for summer, you will want to get into these April 20th programs. Go to the nutritionrecharge.com if you want nutrition help. Go to willpowher.com, W-I-L-L-P-O-W-H-E-R, if you are looking for an amazing workout program where we will work on endurance training, HIIT training, runs or power walks, full body strength training, yoga mobility, active recovery, recovery, everything you need to get super fit for summer. So that's it for today. And just remember, everyone, if you ever want to ask me any questions about what program might be right for you, feel free to shoot me an email, kim at earnthatbody.com. Until next time, have an awesome and super healthy week. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. Amen. Mm-hmm.